Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Cool, I can skip chapters. Hello and welcome to <laughs> Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and, well, Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. And uh, please don't click... Uh, skip on your um remotes for this one, uh, listeners. You're gonna love uh, you're gonna love this episode on the movie Click today. Yeah, don't accidentally press the button that goes to the last channel that you are on. It's probably <laughs> it indicated with P R E V. I think right. is what it, what it says on my remote. Not to be mistaken with another word of the with the same letters. P E R V. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to press that <laughs> that button that, on your remote that, either. That button takes you right to my favorite channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, this is a podcast about Martin Scorsese and Adam Sandler. We are currently, you know, we're, we're working through them chronologically. And uh, I, Jeremy, I'm going to say it. We're getting to the good stuff <laughs> with Adam Sandler. <laughs> yes, I was actually oh. just... Um, pretty much mansplaining to my partner uh adam sandler's entire career by decade and uh yeah how'd that go i was telling her about how the 90s you know that's like the the golden the golden age and then the the 2000s is kind of the like okay we're not quite as good we're a little past our prime but uh you know some of the movies are still pretty good like i actually think a lot of this movie is pretty funny and kind of yeah. liked it. Yeah, I've got I've got thoughts. I'm glad that you. Uh, I, I feel like Click gets a lot of hate for some reason. Oh, and, weird. Uh, I feel like it's one of the funnier ones from this era of his. Yeah, but but then like but then I was telling her, you know, pretty soon we're gonna get into the 2010s, and that is the real doo doo time. <laughs> and there's. He maybe makes more movies than ever during that decade, so <laughs> buckle up. Right. You know, I recently watched, I was hanging out with my family, and I watched a, uh, a Happy Madison movie. Uh, what is it called? It's uh, with Kevin James plays, it's based on a true story, and Kevin James plays a... Uh, a mall cop? Coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays the coach of a, um, uh, uh, of like a, peewee like his son's peewee football team or something uh and like the team is really bad it's basically like bad a bad news bears kind of situation uh really funny had the the whole family was cracking up at at kevin james doing his doing his comedy it was it was good stuff oh wow yeah yeah that's anyway yeah you know, Jeremy, I'm excited uh, about this whole Adam Sandler Scorsese thing, but you know what I'm really excited for. Uh, and to be honest, the 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 reason that I that I get up in the morning really is this uh, 
Cohen Brothers coverage we're doing. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Jeremy, tell the people how they can listen to our Cohen Brothers series. Well, you can go to the website, http colon forward slash forward slash dot full stop dot patreon with an e dot com slash p-e-t-r-e-e-n no 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 p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash eric and jeremy and it is there you can find i mean a metric ton of bonus material podcast episode after podcast episode of me and eric just ripping into cinema piece by piece it's like we ordered an entire large extra large extra cheese uh cinema pizza and we're just Mm. eating slices one after the other and the pizza's infinite by the way you know how often do you eat pizza these days jeremy i gotta say eric my pizza intake is probably at an all-time high (laughs) is it really okay (laughs) i am 34 years old and you would be shocked at how much pizza and taco bell i eat (laughs) i eat a ton of taco bell and taco bell does not phase me i love taco bell yeah Pizza I have not had in a while. I had three slices for lunch uh, on Saturday. Yeah. I got to say, it like put me out for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like I was like tired <laughs> the whole day. That's, that's, that is the risk that you run when you, when you get into the, uh, I, th- I feel like Italian food in general, unless you're, unless you're eating a caprese salad, you know, if you're getting into sp- some spaghetti or lasagna or pizza, you're going to be, in a, you're gonna need to find the nearest uh, nap lounge to have a nap. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just used my car. <laughs> yes, and that's why we've decaled your car, the nap lounge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in, the nap lounge. Doors are unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, click. Have you seen Click before uh, this viewing? Uh yeah, actually. Yeah. This is one that I've, you know, seen maybe even a couple times. Um I don't think I saw it in theaters though. I think I just saw it on TV. Or at like maybe at someone's house while they were while we were drinking beers or something, you know. Mm. Um interesting. I I uh don't think that I've seen Click before. Oh. I might have. But it didn't seem very familiar to me as I was watching it. Uh, so I, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree with you, what you said at the top of the show. I, I, I kind of like this movie. I, uh, I don't know for some reason, like I remember around this time hearing like a lot of jokes about click or whatever. And, uh, I gotta say like this movie like is what it says it is. You know what I mean? Like click. Y- you can't, yeah, like you can't. Yeah get mad at this movie because it it it's so obvious what this movie is going to be everyone knows where adam sandler is like what to expect from an adam sandler movie at this point and i think it delivers i think it's you know it's got a little bit of uh everything for the sandler people it's got the drama it's got the very insane premise right uh, and some of the, the just absolute dumbest uh uh 
you know, silly humor. And of course, some problematic. Oh, <laughs> some problematic yeah, yeah. stuff. It I it's weird. We sh- we we probably should not like uh act like there's no problematic stuff in these movies, but like it it is going to be in every one of these movies, you know? Like every Adam Sandler movie is going to have something in there that's like okay, that joke wouldn't work today. Um and so, yeah, I feel like we got to mention it, but it is like almost getting boring at this point to keep pointing, pointing it yeah. out because it's like it's so it's just it's every it's every one of them every one of them is going to have some problematic shit in there and you know it's it is what it is and y- you kind of look past it and just kind of keep grooving with the movie <laughs> you know oh yeah and i was grooving <laughs> yeah i i um i you know what i liked about this movie is uh the energy like sandler Sandler brought some energy to his performance in this. Like he felt like the he felt like the classic Sandman again for this for this one. Like I can't remember what the last one was. Oh, his longest yard. I felt like he was a like sleepwalking through that movie a little bit, and it really hurt my viewing experience of it because I mm. he just it wasn't emoting right. And this is coming off of Spanglish too and 51st dates like all three of those in a row were kind of i just didn't feel like he was digging the movie he was in does that does that make sense i didn't feel like he was like in love with what he was doing but click uh you know he's got hearts in his eyes he does he's he's all hearts and um he was screaming in a few scenes that was making me laugh and at one point, Kate Beckinsale says that she needs to fix the doll's head and the butthole. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and in this in this film also has like all of the movies like a pretty good roundup of uh, of cameo appearances. Uh, one of my favorites being Jennifer Coolidge is in this movie, which is really oh yeah, really great. Yeah, she's really yeah she's she's great in yeah. this movie. There's also what do some... I know? What was I remembering her from? You know what American I know her? Pie. American Pie. And then what I really know her from uh, uh, the most uh, is there's an episode of Party Down. Oh, right. I'm yeah. trying to remember which one. Two episodes. She plays uh, uh, Bobby on Party Down. Yeah. She's Very funny stuff. She rocks. Yeah. She's the best. Um, Rachel Dratch is in this. Is very good, too. This movie also has a couple of uh celebrity kid cameos in this hmm. did you did you know okay. about this like there's uh at one point in the movie uh Jonah Hill is in it yes and he plays 17 year old Ben and then 22 to 30 year old Ben is played by Jake Hoffman who's Dustin Hoffman's son okay and then his daughter at the 14 year old version of Samantha is played by Lorraine Nicholson, who's Jack Nicholson's daughter. Okay. Yes. And then um, her 27 year old version of Samantha is played by Katie Cassidy, who is David Cassidy's uh, daughter. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I wonder how intentional that was to like have all those. I get I, most Super. of those names sound like people that are uh, associated with Happy Madison and the 
Sandler in some way or another. I know he's Nicholson. I know he's done yeah, he had already done anger management, so that's the Nicholson connection at least. And then Jake Hoffman, I don't know if he has done something with I don't think he'd done anything with Dustin Hoffman yet, but he would end up working with him on the Meyerwitz stories later. So mm. maybe they were always kind of like longtime pals or something. So Jeremy Click was directed by Frank Karachi. Uh, we've already seen a Karachi joint, uh, mm-hmm. The Wedding Singer. I see a Karachi joint anytime I change my clothes and have to look uh, downstairs. <laughs> okay. I, I see where you're going with that, but I also don't get it at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think this is his last uh, Sandler movie. Too. No, he directs The Ridiculous yeah, Six as well. and uh, Blended as well. Oh, I didn't realize Blend. I guess I was mistaking Blended for um, Extract. The oh, right. Bateman. Yeah. Anyway, uh, co-written by Steve Corin and Mark O'Keefe. Steve Corin uh, has worked on uh, Veep, Jack and Jill, uh, and the other guy, Mark O'Keefe, is a writer of Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, all the Mighties, <laughs> Spies in Disguise, whatever that is. Uh, man, I wish... You know, it's not possible anymore, but I my one wish is to just have an IMDb profile mm-hmm. that has click up there. Yeah. Right on the right on the filmography. You know, if you found it doesn't a, even matter what role. If you found a click device, you might be able to pull it off because you could just rewind time, you know, go back right. go back and put yourself in the movie somehow. We ought to try that with my own uh, remote today. Yeah. Do it after the Later. podcast, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get in the bathtub and uh, uh, put plug the TV in. Yeah, right, on. right. Yeah, easy, easy. Uh, Kick it into the bathtub <laughs> while I'm <laughs> pressing the rewind button. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, holy crap, I'm on the party down. <laughs> uh, for some reason we just switch gears completely <laughs> to party down yeah anyway uh, a little bit of trivia on this one uh, the coin trick that Henry Winkler does in the movie uh, is something the actor does in real life during public appearances Winkler will often do the trick for children you know I wish I, I often wish that I had a trick that I could do at parties you know what I mean like yeah. uh, I wish I could just take out a deck of cards and like do a trick. I u- I used to have one, but I I not even kidding. I forgot how to do it. So, you know, word to the wise: if you do I, like a, you, a card, it was trick? a card. It was like a magic trick with cards. Interesting. And uh, it was good. I was actually it was, it was pretty good. It was, it was, I I do remember part of it was I made you pick a card, and the card ended up in my pocket. Like I remember that was part of it, and like, mm. and like you, I would, I would, I would keep pulling out cards, and you'd be like, "No, that's not it. That's not it." And I'd be like, "Wait a minute, what's this in my pocket?" And you'd be like, "Okay, you know." But I, I word to the wise: if you're gonna learn a magic trick, you know, you gotta keep up with it. Otherwise, you're liable to forget how it how to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm finding that about a lot of things in life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
You know, it says here on the on the side uh, on the side when you look at IMDb trivia, it shows like what list the movie appears on, and this is this movie appears on a, a list by someone who created a watch list for 2022, mm-hmm. and their header image is of the of the master. So so far this year, this person has watched Click and the Master. <laughs> There's a good chance they're listening to our podcast. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's definitely um, there's a, there's definitely a good chance of that. I wonder if you can find my IMDb lists. I have them public just in case. But really, yeah, yeah I um, I keep track of every movie, television show, and video game I play, in different lists every year okay. since 2016. <laughs> Yeah. See, I my I don't keep mine public. Mine are just scribbled along all along the walls of my bedroom. <laughs> Eric, Cran. this I I was shocked to find out that this movie was nominated for an Academy Award. What was that award? The award was for best makeup. For who? <laughs> 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 I don't know, but it lost to the movie Pan's Labyrinth, which well, good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that movie has actual crazy makeup work in it. I know. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Like, what What are you talking about? Like, may, like right. I, I mean, I don't think the special effects in this movie are good, but if it had been nominated for that, I'd be like, well, okay, there's, there's special effects in this movie, sure. Right. You know, but... Makeup really threw me. I mean, um, what's his name? D- uh, David Hasselhoff looks pretty good, but not better than a friggin' fawn with the eyes on its hands. <laughs> you know, I'm having. I'm gonna have to give up on this. I've been trying to find your uh, your list. You're IMDb. trying to find it? Oh yeah. I yeah. I, I, I I don't. It's hard to find. Yeah. I don't know where even you find lists, but yeah, I can. I yeah, can. that's the problem I'm running into. Right, right. Don't know where to look. Uh, let's see here. This looks like a weird uh, piece of trivia. <laughs> In 1995, R.L. Stein wrote oh. a very similar story in his Tales to Give You Goosebumps, uh, with almost the same plot and setup, even down to the title Click. Scholastic Inc. almost sued Adam Sandler and this film's producers for plagiarism. Uh, both parties agreed the entire situation was a coincidence, so no legal action was ever taken. Really? <clears throat> I gotta say, like, this is an idea that... It's just like one of those ideas that just is gonna happen eventually. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I could totally see the parallel thinking thing with this idea. I really can't. And also to name it Click, it's not like necessarily that clever or far of a stretch of a title. No. You know? No, it's not. I don't not. even know what else you would call a movie, a story like this. The remote. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. If Although if I had written that story and then somebody made this movie... I'd be kind of pissed off, I think. Yeah, I'd be ticked. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, do you have to call my story Tick? Because I'd be ticked <laughs> off. Right. But, yeah, especially considering, you know, 
The budget for this movie is actually pretty high. It's eighty two mil and, and they and they made twenty two hundred forty million dollars. Nice. Off this movie. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I could do I could do a lot of things with that amount of money. Yeah. I wonder yeah, I would I, if I was RL Stein, I'd be like, just give me two million. Yeah, just give me just give me two million, man. Yeah, and I'll just call it a day. Yeah. Man, that guy gets to scare children for his job. Yeah, I know. Is R.L. Stein a man? Yeah. I guess I've never confirmed. He is. He he has a master class, actually. Interesting. Mm-hmm. In spooking kids? Yeah. No, in wood woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I see, master class has it all wrong. They they get these people like Steve Martin and David Lynch to do master classes on the field they're good at. <laughs> they should be making them teach. Like I want to see, I want to hear David Lynch's economics master class. Right. I want to take a knitting class from. Uh, I don't know. Former the, President the Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Barack Obama <laughs> teaches knitting. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. We already talked about the celebrities' kids. They're all in this. Oh, the O'Doyle reference. Ah, great, uh, classic. I like that. That's a fun little. Should be. Why not in every one of these? It needs to be in every one. It's there's there why is not? definitely one in um Hubie. I think right. Mm, yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. O'Doyle's uh, rule, man. O'Doyle's here. are great. Ba, 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 ba. And and they make a big meal out of the O'Doyle stuff too. Like he, the straight up oh, O'Doyle, yeah. O'Doyle kid gets his robot dog run over. He gets his head hit with a base. It's great. It's it's so funny. And the kid, because the kid is such a like horrible monster kid, and you just want to see. You just every time he gets hurt, I'm just laughing and laughing. And, um, and you can put that on the box. <laughs> every time the kid gets hurt. <laughs> Jeremy Schmidt. Just laugh. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, not a lot of great, uh, you know, stuff. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, you know, I like to d- just dip just dip my toes in the goof section here on IMDb just for a second. Oh, here. just to see. Yeah. Um, let's see here. There's a lot of, uh, uh, okay, plot holes. There's some continuity errors. And let's let's see it, what an anachronism is in, in Click, Jeremy. So during the camping flashback scene, the O'Doyle boy tells everyone to come to the mo- motorhome to watch Three's Company. The flashback scene was supposed to occur in 1976. The first episode of Three's Company didn't even air until March 1977. Can you believe that, Jeremy? Wow, and that's sort of why this movie gets one star. <laughs> yeah, for me... One Chucky Freckle. That is that is a joke that I that's in almost every Sandler movie. There's like a f- version of this kind of joke, and it'll always make me laugh so much. Is like all the kids are so excited to watch Three's Company, and you can hear them in the background <laughs> as they're marching away, going Three's Company, <laughs> Three's Company, <laughs> and it's so funny because what kids want to watch three's company you know like uh it reminds me of the simpsons joke where they're like all the kids like go to sneak into a rated r movie and they and you see the reveal that the rated r movie is the movie barton fink (laughs) by the coen brothers (laughs) 
And all the kids are just going, Barton Fink, Barton Fink. And the joke is just like, yeah, yeah, no. When you think of a rated R movie you want to sneak into near your kid, it's like species or like, you know, wild things. Not like. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Phantom Thread. Yeah, right. Thread rated R. what What a. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, and this is one that I actually did notice, and I, I I hate to bring another one of these up, but I did notice this is when they flashback uh, to the first time to their first kiss and linger plays. Yes, uh, by the cranberries, it's like clearly set to be like in the eighties. Right, but linger is like a nineties song, and Adam Sandler would have definitely mm-hmm. met his her in the eighties. No, I, yeah, yeah, because that's when he actually was young. Anyway, yeah, anyway, no, it, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, that is, uh, I thought the same exact thing about the Linger song. Yeah, but also, who cares? Uh, I didn't care so- at all, <laughs> but I do remember, <laughs> but I did, for a second there, I think, if you know, I think younger people, like people who were born, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, like, I don't think they... Yeah, are gonna care they, they even notice i do i i do want to point out that i do like the um soundtrack to this movie actually we get the cars we get the kinks uh we get uh we get a little carol king um yeah t-rex there's a good u2 yeah. song uh let's see here yeah there's some good stuff Cranberries, obviously. Oh, the Strokes. That's what I was going to say. They play it. Someday comes on. We get a someday needle drop in Click. Yeah. What more could you ask for? It's a great album. Anyway, uh, Michael Newman is an architect who is consistently bullied by his overbearing boss, John Ammer, uh, and often chooses work over his wife, Donna, and his two children, Ben and Samantha. Uh, one day, Michael visits the retail store Bed Bath & Beyond to buy a universal remote control. He stumbles around the various departments. Before falling asleep, upon waking, he accepts a free remote control from a man named Morty, uh, Christopher Walken, who warns him that it can never be returned. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm trying to remember, what what is like the very opening... It is the kids. I mean, the very, very opening is the kids trying to sneak a little yoo-hoo. And ah. then Adam Sandler wakes up. But it's really just like establishing who all the characters are. So you, you get Adam Sandler and his, and his like incredibly gorgeous wife, Kate Beckinsale, who, yes. you know, is like this. I mean, man, Kate Beckinsale is just such a so great. Love love her. Uh, his kids are great. You get the O'Doyle kid, boss David Hasselhoff incredibly racist performance by uh, Rob Schneider. <laughs> right. Um and uh yeah, it's um it's just like uh oh, Julie Kavner, it plays um Trudy, the mom and Henry Winkler the dad. Uh it's kind of set up in the same way that the movie like Hook is set up where like he's kind of a workaholic, right? Mm. He's kind yeah. of always on the phone, and he's cussing a lot, and he's you know, kids. He misses his kids' swim meet or swim competition or whatever. So the setup is just pretty, pretty 
cut and dry Adam Sandler stuff with punctuated with like freaky Adam Sandler jokes and stuff. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's good. And then he's, yeah. So you, yeah, read on, I guess, cause we're about to get to the next part. Uh, Michael learns that the remote can be used to control uh, reality, much like a television. He uses it to his advantage at work to cause lighthearted mischief and to fast forward past illnesses. Uh, Morty tells Michael that during these times, his body is on autopilot going through his motions of everyday life uh, while his mind skips ahead. Yeah. So the, yeah. So I love Christopher Walken in this movie. So we are introduced to him and he's like the crazy scientist who like invented this weird contraption. And he's working at like a, what store is that? <laughs> like, Was that it, Bed Bath & Beyond? Yeah, but like there's like a, it's like a back room. Right. Is is it the beyond part of Bed Bath Beyond? <laughs> yeah, that must be the, must be the beyond. Yeah, which is like it's past the uh, crockpots. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and like Christopher Walken's so good as this character, and like he's not like too wacky. He's like you know he's got there's like a creepiness to his performance, and um, and then yeah, basically it's like you can feel the writers just being like okay let's not like linger on the science behind this remote too long. <laughs> like, because right. it just doesn't make any sense. Like how this would ever work or like, how is it connected to his brain at all? Like, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, <laughs> but it's, it's fun. It's like a fun device. And um, yeah, right away we see that he can like skip around through history, through all of history, which is like a pretty, a thing I don't remember about the movie. Right. He can like see his whole childhood. Like the implications of some of the stuff that he can do with the remote go beyond what I what I would have assumed he could do with it. You know what I mean? Like, like if you go in back the past, in time, it seems like he can just observe though. Observe. Right. right. But that's like, yeah. that's huge. If you could do that in oh, real life. Crazy. Yeah. You would. Yeah. You'd learn so much about yourself and, context for things that happened to you would be crazy um yeah and he kind of does you know (laughs) like but it's uh but it's yeah pretty pretty quick we're getting into the fun right away you know he's making the dog bark less loud he's you know turning on the game while um you know uh what's her name is talking uh jennifer coolidge is screaming at him (laughs) you know yes yeah i will say that uh that that kevin james uh movie that i just watched reminded me that product placement is just like so uh such a part of of the the happy madison movies at a certain point like we get a lot of twinkie and ho-ho stuff little debbie products in this movie um, but the Kevin James movie that I just saw, like the f- the first line, the very first line of the movie is Kevin James asking someone to hand him a piece of juicy fruit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like it, the product placement yes. just happens right away, which I, I, I just love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, thinking that uh, Ammer has promoted him to a partnership, Michael buys bicycles for his children and a purse for Donna. However, Amr tells him that he has not yet been promoted and this thus cannot afford the gifts and has to return them. 
Angry that he upset his family, Michael uses the remote to skip ahead to his promotion, thus missing a year of his life. During this time, he and Donna have entered marriage counseling. His children have matured, and the family dog has died. The remote, having learned his preferences, starts time skipping automatically. Each time Michael attempts to discard or destroy the remote, it appears, uh, and Morty refuses to take it back. Yeah. Yeah, so this is when uh, uh, things are uh, jumping ahead. I don't know. I kind of like like this movie, having not seen it before. I, I, you know, you can kind of like imagine what this movie is gonna, how it's gonna play out. Like this guy right. gets this certain power. Like we've seen this before a million times. This guy gets this certain ability to do something to like make life easier or more tolerable. And then he overuses it to a point where he like regrets it. It's kind of like a and, funny uh, uh, Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, exactly like a like a funny, a funny Twilight Zone episode featuring uh, Adam Sandler and uh, right Christopher Walken. <laughs> right. Um, but I kind of I I suspected that there was going to be a point towards the middle or end of the movie where we start going jumping through like huge hoops of time, you know, like jumping ahead a year and multiple years. And uh I'm kinda into it. Like I, I, I liked it story wise. I will say I think that the humor kind of starts to go away a little bit for me at, at around this point. Yeah. Like, there's still some funny parts, but I think like the, the I think act one is where like a lot of the, the jokes good are. comedy yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree Which with isn't that. a bad thing. No, uh, yeah, it's 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 um yeah, definitely again like it, it gets pretty pretty gnarly, you know. Like as as as, as uh <laughs> as it goes on and he starts keeps abusing this remote, you know. It's past like the hour mark, you know, around around, you know, but still like that's half the movie left, you know. You know, it'd be crazy if they worked in some meta thing where, like, he presses a button, like, he accidentally rewinds the movie a little bit or something. Yeah, Yeah, he presses a button that somehow makes the audience member crap their pants. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an insane feat in in movie making. Yeah, technical. At work, Ammer tells Michael he plans on retiring, uh, which would make Michael the head of the international division, and that in time, Michael could be promoted to CEO. This causes the remote to instantly fast forward 10 years into the future, where Michael is extremely wealthy, but morbidly obese, and lives alone in a luxury apartment. Uh, He returns home to discover that Ben, now overweight like himself, and Samantha have both become moody teenagers and that Donna has divorced him and remarried Bill, Ben's former childhood swim coach. Uh, When he argues with them, the new family dog jumps on Michael and knocks him into a coma. Uh, (laughs) The remote time skips six years to when Michael wakes up, no longer obese as a result of having undergone liposuction. Uh, So to save his life as a part of his cancer treatment, and subsequent heart attack, a full-grown Ben is now partner at the firm. 
Yeah, a lot going on here. I know. Yeah, it's it's off the rails at this at this part at this point. You know, <laughs> the life, the like, the liposuction thing is crazy. Yeah. Um. Super yeah, super crazy. This. Yeah. There's definitely like a lot of like fat shamey kind of stuff. Yeah. In here, it but gets it, to be a little. Yeah, but it's like apart for the course a little bit, you know. And think about like what was popular at the time, you know, like Mike Myers and Fat and Fat yeah, Bastard, Fat Bastard and stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael learns that his father Ted has died of old age. Morty reappears as Michael mourns him. Michael uses the remote to see when he last saw his father. When Michael coldly rebuffed his father offer, father's offer to take him and Ben out for dinner. At Ted's grave, Morty appears to re- and reveals to Michael that he is the angel of death. Insane. Uh, overcome with the guilt and shame, Michael asks to go to a good place, whereupon the remote fast-forwards him several more years in the future to Ben's wedding. Uh, he overhears Samantha refer to Bill as dad, triggering a second heart attack. Uh, he wakes <laughs> in the hospital that night to find his family there, including Ben, who reveals that he skipped his honeymoon to help fix issues with the firm before a nurse makes Ben and Samantha leave. Fearing that Ben will make the same mistake his father did, Michael gathers the last of his strength to follow them out of the hospital, but he collapses and subsequently dies, but not before telling Ben to put his wife before work and assures him, his family, that he still loves them. Yeah, but then what happens, Eric? Well, Jeremy, Michael reawakens in Bed Bath & Beyond and assures them he was dreaming. Yeah. Uh, He embraces his family and promises to spend more time with them. He finds the remote on the counter along with a note from Morty who reveals he has given him a second chance because good guys need a break. I'm always saying that. (laughs) You have that tattooed on your knuckles, don't you, Jeremy? Yeah, and I it, it sucked about that tattoo was I had to get extra knuckles. <laughs> I have a friend uh, who has ski or die <laughs> tattooed across his knuckles. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's like a three-letter word, a two-letter word, and a three-letter word. So when you look at one hand, it says skio, <laughs> and on the other hand, it says ardai. Ardai. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love and anyway. hate, man. It's just the perfect... The right. perfect amount of letters. Um, I, I got Adam and Marty. And yeah, the right. T and the Y are are both on my pinky for Marty. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Michael throws the remote in the trash, <laughs> and uh, much to his delight, it does not it does not reappear. The end. Right. Well, uh, it was kind of a reveals itself later on. To be a bit of a Christmas Carol type story, an Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Where he's he's able to see his past and his present and his future all through the help of this remote and then wakes up and it was all but a dream a little bit here. Yeah, I would say so. This is a, uh, you know, a tale as old as... um... Well, not as old as time. That's foolish. But it is a tale that's quite old. 
Right. I'm just realizing that. Did you see Terry Crews in this movie? I Apparently did. Terry Crews. Yeah, was he was in the car. Do you not remember him? He's in the car. He's like dancing and singing, and and Adam Sandler, quite rudely, turns his volume down. Mm-hmm. I see. Also, James Earl Jones is a voice in the movie. Nick Swartzen plays the Bed Bath and Beyond guy. Yeah, Nick Nick Swartzen's funny. <laughs> yeah, he is funny. In in uh in this, I, I like Nick Swartzen in general. Me too. He, I did just recently. Uh, I hope he's doing well. I I like heard like a interview with him. I don't know how recent it was, but he was like not in good uh, health. Not in say. good health. Oh, yes. He perhaps. Uh, I don't know. You can look it up, but he's yeah. <clears throat> I always thought he was pretty funny. Um, anyway, Click is a uh, movie that uh, I think delivers on its promise. I think it's got a little bit of everything, you know, for mm. the Sandler people. I actually think that, like, given what we have been watching from the Sandler movies, uh-huh. um, I think this is a this is a this is a high a high point in this you know last run of a couple. Couple movies, definitely like this better than Spanglish. I think Spanglish is like the lowest, uh, the bar has been set for me so far. Spanglish sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's the worst one. But I also didn't love Longest Yard. So this was a, no, I didn't like. This that was movie a either. nice little pick me up. I th- I thought, um, you know. Um, I mean, if I had watched this movie after watching, uh, I don't know, like Happy Gilmore, of course I would be like, well, this isn't nearly as right. good as the. So, but you taken into context of his, you know, career and you know, chronolog- you know, his filmography in general, I think it's a fine movie. Yeah. I think in, it also just in general, I think it's a fine movie. I think it's it's got a little bit of everything. I think this is a movie that the whole family could sit down and watch. I think so too. Enjoy. Yeah. You know, dad might fall asleep halfway through. Uh, yeah. You know, the daughter might start texting on her, uh, you know, Blackberry. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is 2006, mind you. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I might be um, in my room playing Super Monkey Ball on my GameCube. Yeah, same, but I'd be playing Glover uh, on my yes. N64. Yeah. I, might I hated that game. I could never figure yeah, out like <laughs> how to do anything. <laughs> yeah, Glover. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so click. I'm gonna give click a solid. Let's see. I gave Kundun two out of four. Uh huh. I we tied on that. Uh, we did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, let's look at this. Sam. I gave Fifty First Dates two out of four. Um. I guess I'll give. Uh, I I'll give this a. Two point two five. Wow, that's that's generous. I like that. I'm giving yeah. that's that's what I gave anger management and age of innocence. <laughs> I'm giving this <laughs> a one point seven five. Um, this is the same uh, score I gave. Who's that knocking at my door? And uh, I think I'm gonna have to finally do something for a little bit for the fans, but a little bit for myself, Eric. Oh um, yeah. Here we go. I think I know. I think I can guess. I'm gonna raise a score today. Yes. Do on, it on a uh, on a movie. I'm air guitaring. that I think deserved a little bit better than what I gave it originally. 
Um, I'm going to raise my airhead score. Yes. To did it. a 2.5. It was at a 2 originally, and I'm bringing it up to a 2.5. That is the New York, New York score, the Waterboy score. And yeah, I like... I th- I like that movie better than Little Nicky, I think, which is at a two currently. And, My man, and I like. It you know, I think that's still too. I think that's still uh, far too low. But a I little, will. A uh, little low. <laughs> we do have a long. We do have a long ways to go. I'm confident that by the end of this series, that thing's going to be at a four. It'll be. It, it. It might grow to a four. It depends on the demand. Pizza Party Queen. If you're out there, you're listening. Let me know what you think. That score, I know it's probably not the score you'd give it, but is it a reasonable score for a for a man to give? <laughs> a lonely man to give a film. I think so. I think so. I Sure. Yeah. I like it 0.5 better than Coon Dune. <laughs> <laughs> better than Coon Dune. That can go on the box as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's see what Scorsese movie we're watching uh, next here. Oh, yeah. We, so we watched Kundun last. Uh, the next film in the bucket. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Don't tell me. Okay. Is it Bringing Out the Dead? It is Bringing Out the Dead. Oh! Don't know, I don't think I've ever seen Bringing Out the Dead. I have, I really and I'm excited to revisit it, Eric. I think you're. I think we're gonna like it. I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna be Whoa. one of those. Nick Cage, Patricia Arquette, mm-hmm. John Goodman, Ving Rhames, oh, Tom yeah. Sizemore. Yes, I. I already like this movie a lot. Yep, Jeremy. You know, I am like, I'm. I'm this close to just going on a crazy like Nick Cage rampage. He's great. All, he's so good, dude. Watching uh, Raising Arizona has just like I've I've become a little bit obsessed. My oh, man, I gotta, you know, yeah, I, I, I got I gotta watch some more some more uh, some of the Nick Cages that I have not seen because there are some that uh, pe- I've heard people talk about over the years that, um, yeah. Actually, if any listeners have any specific Nick Cage uh, recommendations for me, love to hear them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I Jeremy um, Nick Cage. Was trending on Twitter recently because uh, he recently came out and said that he did a bunch of films. Uh, the, the, I think people had theorized he was doing certain films to pay back some debts, like that he, you know what I mean? Like he did like the Left Behind Christian movie and stuff. Like he was just taking like any role, and he said that that was true, but that he always brought a hundred percent to every role he did, and. Guillermo del Toro came out on Twitter and backed that up and was like, Nick Cage is a master. I absolutely believe that to be true. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, Jeremy, it's been a great, uh, you know, great time talking Sandler with you, but we're getting serious next episode uh, with Scorsese. So stay tuned for that. Sign up for that Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy for the exclusive uh, Coen Brothers series. And Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. Thank you.